The autumn wind is a pirate. Greetings, Raider Nation, and welcome to the Raider Nation podcast. I welcome all Oakland Raider fans. Battered and bruised as we are, we're still hanging in there. (laughs) What are you going to do, man? We certainly ain't going to make the playoffs. I don't care if the team makes a dramatic turnaround because we ain't got enough games left to make it happen. So welcome to the show, and we're going to laugh on this show instead of cry because we're just tired of crying. And let me just tell you what our show will be today. Yeah. Yeah. Oak Do you know about my city? Oak The city of Oak. Oak Oh, don't you know? Oak Do you know about my city? Oak The city of Oak. Today's show number 112 is going to be all about tailgating Raider style. We also have a nice little story about boo-hoo, Randy Moss, I'm so sad, a bunch of bullshit. Anyways, another fine story about Andrew Walter joins the chorus of thousands regarding Tom Walsh and his playbook. And we'll do, of course, the post-game, which in the third quarter really, for me, turned into the Twilight Zone. And, of course, we'll hit the comments forum section because we have some great, we have some great comments. And, uh, boy, let me tell you, I'm feeling you, Raider Nation. I'm just feeling you. Okay. Before I get into this tailgate, because this tailgate was very special, you'll see it on the, uh, of course, Raider Nation video cast. Uh, Randy did a fine job. We had a, a hell of a good time. We had everybody there. And what I mean by everybody is everybody, not just the people who came with us, people who joined us, people who were, who were around us, because that's the greatness of the Raider Nation. It's not your tailgate. It's our tailgate. An experience you can only have if you get to the game. New York Tommy Raider and his buddy Tommy Raider. <laughs> Actually, he's Tommy Jet because he's a Jet fan, but he was cool. He was cool. He appreciated the Raider Nation immensely at the tailgate. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. This whole thing really started on Friday, the weekend of the game, when Randy, myself, Dave Chapman, Keith, the four of us, went to the Tracy Litnikoff Foundation fundraising dinner, Crab Feed. And it was just a shot in the dark. We've never been. It was Randy's idea. So we took a shot at it, and we went out there to San Ramon at the Marriott and joined the festivities for, of course, a a pretty significant contribution, I would have to say. But it was a great time. We walked to the door, and we're standing right behind Tom Flores, and the evening just got better and better. Talked to Andrew Walter, shook his hands. There was a lot of auction items, of course, for the foundation. They had a live auction and a silent auction. There were cocktail beverages. And we had, of course, a crab feed, which was delicious. It was great. Great company. We had a great table. Uh, talked to Rob Ryan. What a genuine individual he is. He is certainly a Raider coach 
And he looks so much like one. He's fierce on the sideline. I told him that. I told him the nation appreciates him. I have to say it. You know, I got to tell him what I'm thinking. It was great to see him. Andrew Walter, what a young guy, man. He looks so young. Tall guy, tall and lanky. But uh, he still doesn't deserve the punishment he's taken. Anyway, we went from there. And New York Tommy Raider and his good buddy Tommy came in. They flew into Oakland. We met them at Ricky's Sports Bar, which everyone knows is the Raider Hangout. It's the Raider Heaven. It's got so much memorabilia, you won't even believe that place. You have got to go there if you get to Oakland and come to a game. So we went to Ricky's, had some beverages. It was fun. That was Friday. And Sunday came about, and the crew lined up. We had, of course, Dave, Keith, and Richard, who joined us there, all three of those guys came over from Great Britain to see the Raiders play. They came all the way to Seattle first, saw that game, and then popped down here for the Denver Bronco game. Now tell me the Raider Nation is not worldwide. I could tell you right now, it is worldwide, and these guys are passionate fans. Uh, Keith was dressed up in his night outfit, the Crusader Raiders, that's what they're calling themselves, and I believe it, man, because they came in last year and helped us beat the Bills. Uh, and I thought they were going to do it again this game, too. It was a great tailgate. Sean and his cousin from the Raider Take were there. Um, we we just had a wonderful time. My son's birthday, so we brought him. My wife, Charmaine. It's all in the video. you got to check it out. But the thing I want to bring up about the tailgate is, you know what? Before the game started, we all had positive things to say. I mean, I thought we could win this game. There was a good chance. I felt good. We were at home. We played well at home. Our defense plays awesome at home. They love us, the 12th man. You can tell they're always putting their arms up, and we're delivering. Although, I'll tell you this game, to be quite honest, I wasn't as loud as it was the last two. I was hoping for a little bit better, but... You know, I kept telling people to shut up and pay attention to the game. Tough thing to do. Tough thing to do. But we hung in there and did our thing. The tailgate was awesome. And I want to thank everybody. Uh, Raider Rick came with his son. We had a great time. Check the video out. You have to see it. it. It was fun. And if you see it, you'll know why you have to come to the Mecca, to the Raider Nation, the Black Hole, the Oakland Coliseum. The story is apropos. It's perfect, and it's the culmination of the entire season. Boo-hoo, Randy Moss. This biatch, I have fully lost confidence in this geek. He has officially told the Raider Nation to kiss his big black ass, or a skinny black ass, or whatever. But he's officially told us to kiss his ass. Okay? And that's... That's my determination from his statement. When he was asked by a reporter, a national news reporter, of course, why he keeps putting balls on the ground, he says he's unhappy. He's unhappy with what's happening with the team, and he's unhappy with the situation that he's in, which means, of course, he's unhappy being an Oakland Raider. That's what it says to me. It should say the same thing to everybody else. What a bunch of bullshit. This guy's a paid professional. 
He sees unhappy, and it's hard on his concentration. It's very difficult for him to focus. It should be a focus on my assholes, what he should be focusing on, because I'll tell you right now, he's a trained professional. He's a professional athlete. What happened to the guy that's professional that says, I'm going to give it my all? I am going to give it 100%. I'm getting paid. These people come to pay me. But what he's telling you, Raider fan, and what he's telling me is that screw you because I'm unhappy and I'm not going to give it my all for my $4 million base freaking salary a year. Yes, this guy is a punk-ass biatch. I am so furious with him. I gave him the benefit of the doubt earlier. You know, I had reservations when I saw him join the Raiders. It was kind of, if you look back at the videos, and I just tell you right now, check him out. When he first came to the team, when he first came to the Raiders, it was kind of cheesy. Ah, oh, the respect. I've never been treated this way. I'm, oh, commitment to excellence, baby. Well, that's a bunch of bullshit because he's committed to nothingness. He's com committed to mediocrity. He's committed to destroying the image of the professional athlete for a lot of young people. What he's saying is it's okay to go out there and get all the money and then be a lazy ass and drop balls because, well, you're just unhappy. I mean, you don't have a tumor. You didn't just lose your mom and dad in a car accident unhappy. You're just unhappy with your situation well i'm sure if al was so happy i'm sure al isn't happy what would happen if al davis decided not to deposit direct deposit his check one week you think randy moss would go well that's okay because he's just not happy well hell no randy moss going i want my money of course he's going to say he wants his money that's bullshit randy moss you're a punk ass biatch and we can't wait for you. I'll tell you this, Raider fan, can't wait for your skinny little ass. You and Porter, I could see you squeezing through the same doorway. Get the hell, excuse me right now, get the fuck out of here. Because I am furious with both you punk-ass little bitches the way you're behaving on this team. And don't even think about throwing Andrew Walter under that bus because he doesn't give up. Okay, he might say something about that asshole Tom Walsh and the way he plays this game, the way he calls his schemes, the way he writes his book. But he doesn't quit. He's getting his ass handed to him every play, at least every other play. If you watch him, he gets pummeled, even if he gets the ball out. He's ten times the man this baby punk-ass bitch is right here. And I'm sorry we got to put the explicit one on here because I'm flipped out. It's not about this game. It's about this guy. The cancer in the locker room has finally turned to his fellow players and said, screw you. I am not playing. I'm dropping balls because I can't concentrate because you guys aren't making me happy. He bitched about not getting the ball earlier in the season. Now he's getting the ball thrown to him, and he's just not happy. I told you on my last podcast, Randy Moss is, I tell you, he's three months away from out of here. Him and Porter can both go, and they could tell, take Alvis Witted just as kind of a bonus thing because we don't need him either because he's not happening. Our receiving core went from rich to poor 
in a record time. We we had so many threats, quote-unquote, ESPN. We had so many deep threats, quote-unquote, sports media. And now we ain't got crap. Thank you, Randy Moss. I'm going to throw it on Art Shell. And I'm going to give a whole lot to Tom, mayor of Brokeback, Idaho, Walsh, the scarecrow, without a freaking brain. Oh, I'm a failure because I haven't got a brain. Well, what would you do with a brain if you had one? Do? Why, if I had a brain, I could... I could think of things I never thought before. And then I'd sit and think some more. I could go on about Randy Moss. I'm not gonna. I'm not the only Raider fan that feels this way. But him and Porter, they can both kiss my ass, my Puerto Rican ass, uh, just before they leave this door because they are not Raiders. They are not committed to excellence. The funny thing is, Randy Moss just had an award named after him. Isn't that great? That was this week. Here this idiot gets an award for uh, he used to be a, a return specialist um, at his alma mater, Marshall. And he was the return guy, and he got this this award for commitment to team. You know, the whole award thing gets given to this, this you know, unsuspecting college player who thinks, oh, right, this is a, I got the Randy Moss Award. And then three days later, he comes out saying, well, he's unhappy, so he's putting balls on the ground, and he doesn't care because it's not a good situation. So what does that say to the award winner? Hey, you got the chump-ass award. You got the punk-ass I-and-an-athlete award. How do you like that? Yeah, I, I'm going to be proud. I'm going to put that right up there in the fireplace. Bullshit. Randy Moss, you're a punk. You're showing your true colors. Nice talking to you. Thanks for no effort. You can leave next. Okay, Walter joins a chorus of thousands. I I mean tens of thousands. When he came out on the media, (laughs) and this kid's got some balls, man. I love him. I love him. I really like him. You know, you get a sense of somebody when you're talking to him. I really like this kid. Now, he's he's made some mistakes, man. He's a young quarterback. This is his first season, and he's a new guy. We got to give him an opportunity to, to be successful. And all he's asking is for an opportunity to be successful. Once again, we can beat the dead horse of, in the beginning, Porter didn't like the playbook because it was probably more like a comic book, that thin as well, without any content, without anything that you can look at and say, here we have an opportunity to win a game. Now, I can tell you this for sure. Lamont Jordan, Justin Fargus, now it's Andrew Walter. It's always been Randy Moss and Porter. You know, here's the top guys on the team saying, this offensive coordinator is not cutting it. You have now media that hates our guts that would love not to admit that there's a problem with the coaching but they got to focus on this guy, too. He looks like a deer in the headlights. When I saw him at this charity event, I gave him the stink eye, and he didn't look very happy at all. He looked like he was taking all kinds of antidepressants. Certainly had to have some cocktails in his hand. That's for sure. Tom Walsh is over his head, and Art Shell is too stupid. You heard me. 
Too stupid to see the forest through the freaking trees of Idaho. I mean, I don't get it. I don't get how Art Shell can hold Andrew Walter accountable for saying something that everyone in the world of professional sports has been saying for weeks. And I've been saying since they hired the son of a gun. I told you when they hired him that he was going to do exactly this right here. My big fear was he was going to ruin Andrew Walter, which he's on the way to doing right now. And I hope Andrew Walter has enough sack to stand up and say no because he did the same thing to Haas. I'm, I'm sure Haas was on the phone right to Walter going, hey, don't let this idiot screw your life up. He did it to me. Tom the Scarecrow, the man without a brain, Walsh. Uh, Mr. Potato Head. What a waste of talent. What a waste of a team. What a waste of a season. And Shell does not see this situation. I cannot believe it. I would hire a high school coach, offensive coordinator, to come in and replace him. It has to be better than that. There has to be someone... Someone in the United States or Europe, for that matter, who will come and be the offensive coordinator for our franchise. I just do not believe that there's nobody out there that's capable of doing better than this idiot, Tom Walsh. I just don't see it. I know I'm not the only one, and I got a rant about it. I know I've been beating a dead horse, but God bless America. Now you have the quarterback saying it. And don't tell me that this kid's a quitter because I said it before. I'll say it again. He hangs tough. He's not a pussy like Randy Moss. Okay? Or Jerry Porter. Who have never really been Raiders and don't deserve to be on the team or get our support or get a cheer or nothing. Hit the freaking road, you two morons. Okay, well. Enough of that. Enough of that. <laughs> I told you I was going to be happy and laughing, and I haven't been able to because I'm getting a little emotional. Well, these stories are coming out, man. What am I going to tell you? I'm going to tell you like I see it, and I seize it like I seize it. <laughs> I can't help it. That Randy Moss thing's freaking me out. Okay, the post game, which I'm not going to go into too much because, you know, you guys saw it. I'm a waiter, open brain. We almost won this game. You know why? I'll tell you in the third quarter, I could hear the voice of Rod Serling in the Twilight Zone. They're traveling through time and space. You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension of not only sight and sound, but of mind. There's a signpost up ahead. The next stop. The end zone. Well, I was hoping that. I was hoping we were going to get into the end zone in the third quarter. But figuring we had 208 yards of offense in the first half and 44, or 42, excuse me, in the second half. You could see our offense was, yes again, Oakland without an O. 
that would be no offense. Our offense withered away like grapes on the vine turning to raisins. In the third quarter, when you watched our four team, the defense struggling to hold on to a lead that the offense of the Broncos had time after time with the three and outs of the offense and the two fumbles in the end of the game, which was our last gasp at possible victory. Oh my gosh, how far we have fallen. Some highlights of the game, of course, Jankowski's 50, Janikowski's 55-yard field goal. It was a breath of fresh air. Actually, I was surprised. It was great to see him put all his effort in. It was great. The Broncos being held to 63 rushing yards total for the game. Man, our defense is playing some great football. I hope we could pick up again next season with some better players, perhaps on the on the line, maybe some young guys. Um, we could have a ferocious defense next season. Of course, we have to work on that other side of the ball. Naomdi Asumah, of course, got an eye interception. Fabian Washington got in there with two. You know, the this defense is a consistent A+. I mean, the defense plays hard. The front four, again, penetration. There's pressure. Even though they had Plummer rolling to one side, which he does all the time, it burned us in the second half a little bit. Um, but they adjusted for it. The defense adjusted. Rob, Rob the Mob Ryan, an actual coach in the NFL, has done a great job with adjusting his defense to make it, you know, one of the fiercest parts of our team. And, and other teams do fear the Raiders because of our defense. They don't take us lightly because they used to, but they certainly come in with a serious business. You didn't hear any popping off from Denver about how easy that win was because it wasn't easy for them. We should have won this game with a little bit of effort out of our offense. The two fumble snaps. I mean, come on. Come on. What is up with that? Third and one. A long pass play. Tom Walsh, what the heck are you thinking? The car penalty was a pivotal moment in the game. We had a turnover deep in in Denver territory that was negated from a penalty flag thrown by an official who was truly a hater. Chris Carr was clearly being held off the field by the defense, or the kicking team actually, to keep him away from getting the ball. When they finally let him back onto the field after pushing him down the sideline, he got in there and got an interception and then got a penalty for 15 yards. Personal foul, I think, or something. It was a penalty that I have never heard of that is rarely called, and we get punked again. Not only did we get punked, we got punked huge. Turning point in the game, we certainly could have scored, at least got another field goal, would have won the game. Officials took the game away from the Raiders again. Ah, 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 ah. I know what you're going to say. We should have won it downright. But this is an instance again of officiating being against the Raiders. I freaking hate those zebras. I hate them more every season. I cannot believe they get away with it. I don't want to get into the stats. I don't want to get into anything on the offensive side of the board. The defense did a great job all the way around. It's a quality part of our team that I'm telling you, hopefully we can keep up next season. I think so. The big question mark, my friends, the big question mark is 
what are we going to do about our offense and what is the real problem? It's falling apart. The team is collapsing. It's really obvious. It's not the only team that's done it. But you hate to have it happen here in Oakland, especially with Art Shell, the king of, yes, and I quote again, accountability at the helm. I don't know what the hell we're going to do. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to slide another barbecue. I'm going to pop another beer. I'm going to have a great time this season, regardless of whether our team wins or not. I'll be here at the Raider Nation podcast letting you guys know what I'm seeing and what I'm feeling and what's going on here in the Bay Area and the news for your team, the Oakland Raiders, no matter what they do, because it's not all about them playing well. It's more about the camaraderie of the fans and the passion we bring to this game. Someday, maybe, the ownership, perhaps the management of the Raiders organization will really see how much their fans are and mean to this organization. We have cats like Grizz Jones, who puts in hundreds of hours a month trying to make things right. He's been doing it for years, and my hat goes off to this cat constantly. Uh, Sean from the Raider Take, uh, Calico Jack. I mean, many bloggers stick them. These guys are out there, and they're doing it. The Black Hole Sun, you know, uh, the assassin. These guys are out there putting it out, putting it on the line, putting their time in to spread the news about the Raiders. I just don't know if the organization appreciates it or understands that collectively we cannot all be wrong. Collectively, there must be some issues that we're concerned about that make a difference. Collectively, we should have some kind of voice in the organization, not to tell them how to play, but to say what we see as fans that have been fans for decades, what possible problems might be in the team. It's not a popularity contest, but there's got to be somebody up there paying attention to what's going on. So without further ado, let me get to the Raider Nation podcast, Comments Forum. Section. All aboard! <laughs> I, 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 As always, of course, we have some great takes by some great fans, and we're going to go through those right now. Once again, from the Tokai Outpost in Japan, Robert Moorhead comes in with turning a plate of shit into filet mignon. Walter shows <laughs> that he, unlike the Scarecrow, has a brain. The Raider playbook is more like a pamphlet than a pro-level playbook. The Scarecrow probably just printed it out his plays from Sega Manual. He's probably in the booth calling stuff like B, B, A, B, B, like pushing buttons on a Sega controller. That's pretty funny. You guys have to read this. He goes on. This is a great one. It's pretty long, though. He talks about Walter speaking the truth. He talks about Shell is losing the respect of the team, no doubt. No matter how badly Walsh calls, Shell seems to think that he's perfect. So the last year, you could serve Norv Termer a plate of shit, and he would comment on the corn. 
This year, Waltz could serve a plate of shit, and Shell would think that was filet mignon. That's exactly right. Right on, Robert. I agree with you 100%. That's what I said through this whole podcast. You summed it up. A dingo ate my baby. That's the Black Hole Sun guy right there. He has a, a site, blackholesun.com. Check it out. He's another guy at blogs. He's another guy that's got great takes. I mean, there, there are fans out here that are cerebral. Okay, so Jerry McDonald of ANG Newspapers reports Oakland Raiders wide receiver Randy Moss gave a reason why he dropped so many passes this year. Maybe it's because he's unhappy. <laughs> and there, you get better results when he's put in a good situation, like I said. And he goes on to say... What a dick this guy is. First he bitches about not getting the ball enough. Now he's getting the ball and he's dropping it because he's unhappy. This guy is a freaking infant. Amen on that because you heard what I said. He lights a fire under my shit. I can't even talk about this guy. The preacher. The future is now. And he's going to say it. As much as it breaks his heart, he's going to say it. Raider season is officially over. Well, it's officially over, all right. I told you that. That's for sure. Um, we have seven losses. It takes ten to win. Forget it. We're going to not even make the wild card, even if there was one, because we're such bad players in our own division. But that's the way it is. But this can only mean one thing. Andrew Walters should start every game for the rest of the season. If Walters supposed to be the future, then the future starts right now. Starting Walter will give him valuable experience and not just learning how to get sacked, of course. Maybe it'll teach him to do some other things like throw the ball in the right place. I must say myself, and I'm interjecting here, that Walter's accuracy is far from good and, um, and not good from far either because I'll tell you right now, he's... He's not hitting his receivers. He's He's got uh, some issues, and we better get those worked out before the end of this year. Now, some people are going to say this freaking bum fumbled twice, two consecutive series, and it cost us the game. However, there was one protection breakdown, and the other, Walter admitted, was his fault. So someone was already coming in on the ball, and then Walter did it himself, which is already too much. Both those things are ridiculous. I can't remember seeing that in the four losing seasons we had beforehand. Collins did it a couple times, but not like this character. Does Walter need to play better? Yes. Does he need to get rid of the ball quicker? Yes. But can he learn those things in the game? Yes. He can learn a lot, but he has to have someone to give him an opportunity to learn. And I'll interjecting here, of course. We need to have someone who will give him plays to play to his strong points. Something that's going to play to him and be challenging. How about a playbook with some depth, some changes, some things that can you can throw in there at the last minute? Unbelievable. And he goes on to say, you know, you can't expect this guy to be a, a, a great quarterback when he doesn't have a running game to help him either. And I agree with that 100% because our running game is just pathetic because our offensive line is just pathetic we can get some runs in but we get shut down a lot you know we don't have a fullback we don't have real tight ends i could go on forever our offense sucks and that's just the way it is but we can't blame it on walter even though he needs some improvement you know the guy is just you know a new quarterback he's a rookie we got to see what he's got give him a chance shit 
Give him an offensive line to protect for him. He could be like anybody that's awesome. He certainly has a potential. Big time. A dingo ate my baby comes in with Walsh is a tool and art is way off base. Associated Press reports Oakland Raiders head coach Art Shell took issue with QB Andrew Walters' criticisms of the team's offense. Shell is considering to switch back to QB Aaron Brooks. No! As starting quarterback, please no. We don't want him. He won't do a damn thing. He's just going to run around and get sacked. I'm telling you right now. Walter said, Walter said that there's not enough depth, like I told you before, in Tom, mayor of Brokeback, Idaho's playbook. You know, it's probably recipes in the whole back third. The offense was too predictable, and the team needs to utilize more quick-developing plays than the five, seven-step drops. Shell said, you have to be accountable for what you do. To start making statements about what's in and what's not in, then you need to take a hard look at what's there. Obviously, I don't want to get into the contest with a young man, but for him to come out and say these things, that's totally off base as far as I'm concerned. That's the problem, Art. You're totally off base. Listen to your team, jackass. That giant jackass Walsh is a tool. I want to look him straight in the eye, and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no-good, rotten, far-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spider-lipped, worm-headed, sack-a-monkey shit he is. Hallelujah. Holy shit. Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Griswold. I love that, man. Deacon White, my baby. That's beautiful. I love it. You know, and then PA Raider fan comes in with, let's let Walter play. Okay, if Shell bunches Walter, he's totally lost it. Everybody should know that. The Raider Nation knows it. Uh, PA Raider fan, I totally agree with you. And your whole thing here about keeping Walter in is exactly why we should keep Walter in and keep Brooks out unless Walter gets really seriously hurt. Uh, we have issues, Raider fans. we got all kinds of issues, and that's why they sell so many different tissues. Yep, we do, and we got to go through the rest of this season. And we go th- got to go through the rest of the season with our heads held high because I will not, not enjoy football. I love the Raiders. I love the team. It's best when we're winning, but you know what? It is what it is. The Raider Nation makes it what it is. If you have not seen the tailgate in the parking lot of the Oakland Coliseum, then you, my friend, need to check out uh, RaiderNationVideoCast.com. You can pick that up in iTunes as well. And it's done great. It's a great job done by Randy. He's the guy. And I just kind of lead the tour. So check it out because this one's going to be pretty good. We got some great stuff on there. And uh, all you people that are in hostile territory out there, I want you to try to make your way out here, man. Get onto the tailgate. We're going to make it happen. We got to make it happen. So got to support our team. We got to rock and roll. We got to make that Coliseum roar no matter what because we got a defense that is kicking ass and we got to get represent for those guys because 
They're putting it down. They're not like this punk-ass biatch, Randy Moss, who I can't wait to usher out the door. I will take three rookies over that guy any day of the week because they play with heart, not a lazy ass like this guy taking all the money. He's another T.O., or like uh, Romy likes to call him, two. Two did this. Two did that. Two did this. <laughs> One must start calling Randy Moss Mo. Mo did this and Mo did that. <laughs> okay. Anyways, you got to laugh, fans. Be proud. Wear your shit. Be a Raider fan because you know what? Don't be ashamed. Got the best fans in sports. And this proves it because we're living through this nightmare. This Twilight Zone. So, until the next show, we'll be coming up with the pregame. Oh my gosh, we got some games coming up. We'll get into those in the pregame for our next show. Until then, I am Raider Greg.